This is Dean Roberts, the drum machine from Leatherwolf, and you're listening to the Phantasm Podcast. Giddy up, guys. Phantasm. Maximum terror. That's your target audience, baby. Phantasm. You know something? I sort of enjoyed it. Phantasm. Sell the metal. Sell the metal. Sell the metal. Sell the metal. Hey, this is Dr. Vincent West, Medical Doctor, Phantasm Podcast. One of my favorite bands growing up was Leatherwolf. And now I get to speak with Dean Roberts. He is a founding member of the band. He is also the drummer. And we're going to be talking about their incredible record, uh, their new album. Uh, and it's it's so good. I can't wait to discuss this with Dean today. Um, Thunder. Uh, and it's... Um, I don't even know where to start with this record. It's it's so fucking awesome. Um, Dean, when did you guys start working on this album? Uh, we started, I think, in about uh, 2018 or 2019, somewhere around there. It's you know, we, were, we played a show. We played a show in uh, Europe, and uh, Nuclear Blast was interested in uh, doing something with us. You know, so we we we, we had to start thinking about. Um, writing a record, which we haven't thought about since Jeff and I um, did in 2006. Right. I mean, the record is 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 really, really cool. As far as, um, like, was it difficult for you to go through and just start writing again, or was it was it like a breath of fresh air to, to, to write new material? Well, we just had to go through the politics of who was going to write this record. Um, and um, I always thought, at the end of the day, you know, it should have been the original guys, you know? Sure. So so uh, I sent a track over to Carrie, which I hadn't talked to for like a long time, probably like seven or eight years. I hadn't seen or spoken with him. And um, he came back with a riff to the arrangement that me and Pat had started on. It's something I started on because uh, a song called Nobody started off as The Mask. Uh-huh. And, um, and, um, and he wrote a killer riff. And I just thought it was cool what he did. He, he wrote a chorus and he, I mean, I just go, man, I can, I can deal with this. It's a song Nobody and I thought it sounded kind of level-y. Um, but it wasn't like, you know, like Carrie wrote The Calling and he wrote, uh, I think he wrote uh, Sweet Ready. But this was a little bit more aggro just because of the arrangement I came up with, you know? Right. That's a vibe I was starting off with, you know? So I thought, hey, man, this is cool. I can deal with it. And then he got in touch with Jeff, and then um, and I called Paul to try to get him to do it. And, um, you know, it took, a, it took a bit of time to figure out who was going to do it. And then, and then um, you know, Jeff, Jeff, you know, he is, he's, like, probably one of the, the main songwriter for Leatherwolf through our whole history, you know, for the stuff that is more progressive and intricate, you know? Sure. And, um, and, uh, Carrie and Mike are, they write differently. 
you know they write different type different style of music right and i've always kind of sort of been in the vein of what jeff does you know and then it, at the end of the day it all fell apart uh after i finished drums and um the bass so then we had to just figure out um you know get it done you know but everything changed and um Luckily, I found a really, really good uh, bass player, Barry Sparks. Um, because Paul, Paul was just busy, you know. He's older and he's busy doing his thing in Colorado. Right. And um, he just wasn't really up for it, you know. And um, you know, but uh, he, he, I was hoping he would do it just, just so we kind of sort of get the vibe of, uh, of uh, you know, some, some, some of the original little shit, you know. Right. And uh, and Robbie. Robbie's just a really smoking ass guitar player, and um, Barry's really good, and the singer was really good, and then I got a couple other people to play, but it was a little tricky, man. You know, because Jeff wrote a major- majority of the arrangements uh, and the riffs, you know. Right, of course. So we had to go in there and finish it all off, you know. So it was it was tricky, man. Finishing finishing those songs, and so it took, it took a bit of time to do it, you know, especially since we all have day jobs. But at the end of the day, you know, it's it's uh, you know, it's, since Jeff was involved, it it, it, it is a, a couple of little vibe for writing, but right. it, it's tricky to get the the vibe of uh, of playing, you know, because because back in the eighties, you know, the original guys, uh, we, we practiced a lot and we were actually really good, so we had we had our own vibe, you know, about how we played. And, and everyone was good, I thought, you know, back in the 80s, you know. I don't think, um, I don't think we ever got back to that level of performing that well uh, since then, you know. Right. So when I did this record, uh, I, it was just different players, man. And um, I was really surprised that um, that people, well, some people said it sounded like Leather Wolf, but some people were still hooked on the old, the old version of Leather Wolf, you know. Right, and uh, and uh, and I was just surprised that it, that people think it sounds like Leatherwolf because there's, I'm the I'm the only guy you know that, that actually performed on this, this 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 thing that's original you know, and it was glad to have players that were easy to get along with and that were professional and there was no drama there's no no politics involved so it was just kind of cool to write in that atmosphere. Oh, I, I can only imagine. Um, and another funny thing is, uh, is uh, I, I wrote. Uh, you know, when I say I wrote, I came up with the idea. You know, Keith. You know, like for "Kill the Hunted," Keith Keith uh, had some ideas about the melody for the verses, and um, and then I wrote the words around that. You know, but he, you know, the, the "Kill the Hunted." Uh, I started it off, and I started it off like in two thousand and five, but no one really wanted to work on it. Right. And um, and so. When me and, and Rob Math and Keith Adamiak just got into it uh, and finished it, you know, that was something that, you know, stemmed from me. But a lot of people said it sounds like Leatherwolf. And I was just going, that just cracks me up because back in the day, uh, it was always uh, Jeff Riffs and some of Carrie's and Mike's and even Paul. Paul, Paul was responsible, I think, for the riff for Hideaway, you know? And, uh, I would just get the stuff and then I'd have to sit there and figure out how to play it, you know? And right. By the time I figured out how to play it, they'd give me another one, you know? So it was, uh, you know, it was a little tricky riding the old school Leatherwolf stuff because it wasn't so simple, 
you know? To go back when you guys started, um, how, how did that come to be, just the original band? Because I, I actually don't know the story, and I know our listeners would get a kick out of it. Well, me and Carrie went to high school together. And, okay. And we were playing together uh, with a different play, bass player. And, um, and Jeff was playing with Jerome Severin and some some other friends of his, uh, Scott. Uh, and so we ended up playing a party. And, um, and um, from that party, uh, I forget who was talking to, I think it was Jerome Severin. We started, Carrie was talking to us. So that, that link happened, and then, and then me, Carrie... Jeff and Jerome started playing, and and that's back when we were playing. Like it was nineteen eighty one or nineteen eighty, you know, uh, right. somewhere around there. And we were just playing all Judas, Iron Maiden, and uh, and uh, just playing parties and stuff. And so we started playing together. And then, um, you know, we ran into an issue with Jerome, and so we got that's when we got Matt, and then we went and made uh, went and made a record with a uh, tropical and um that record uh was a little weird because i got in a motorcycle accident so i was kind of out for like five or six months oh shit so what made that record yeah it was a it was a just a freaking accident dude but but either way off that record um that's that started the deal you know and then jerome and then and then matt um he went and joined striper when we were we were starting to um support that record or and then we were trying to get signed. We were trying to get a record deal. Right. And, and I think it went down like in 1996, I think. We, we played Gazaris and um, we got a deal with Island. And um, and during that time, um, uh, Matt left and then we, we found Paul. And um, that's that's how we made those two records with Island, with that, with that lineup. That's wild. Yeah, I mean, I I love um, both those records so much. Um, I just classic records. Did did you all do like for Street Ready? Did you all do a lot of touring for that? We toured, but not much. You know, everyone's uh, like people are start saying that was written in demand. I mean, that that Street Ready record is mainly a Jeff record. I I, I think he wrote all the vocals on seven songs and I think most of those riffs are his you know right and uh, Hideaway was a Paul thing and um, you know even Thunder Thunder uh, from what I heard uh, because I got it after the fact um, um, it was uh, a Danny Lane and Michael Oliveri were sitting in a room jamming and um, they came up with this riff which I think Danny Lane might have come up with and, right. and then Mike bring it in and, to, and he gave it to Jeff and Jeff wrote those vocals like um, super fast, like in a day or whatever, you know. And, wow! And then gave him to Mike, and then Mike was blown away. And I just go, God, man, that's just so killer. I mean, the, just the whole theme of the story, and you know, and and it was just it was cool. I was hoping that 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 song would be the uh, the single, you know, that right. would be the one, you know. But turned out to be Hideaway. The, it's funny. I mean, that record, both both the the first two out, they're they're incredible. Um, did you guys on the first record? Did you all have a lot of time, or did you all have to record that first album pretty quick? Oh, 
know, we had time. We we got to go to the Bahamas. We got to go to pre-production for like two weeks. Awesome. And in that two weeks, I think that's when we. Um, I think Carrie came up with the idea for Alone in the Night for for that Return to Live Dead movie. Yeah. And I, I um, I always wanted that record to be on the album. You know, I mean that song, but it, it wasn't. And then uh, we went to the Bahamas like for a month and just recorded, and it was it was really relaxing. You know, we were in no hurry. I always forget about yeah because Alone in the Night that does that. Is that the same recording sessions, or did you guys just do that for the film? Same recording. Oh, okay. It's the first song we recorded for the movie, I, I, I believe. That's one of my favorite movies, by the way. <laughs> hey, dude, it was funny, because uh, we all, we're all, you know, they asked us to write a song, so we go sit in this little preview thing, and we thought it was a comedy, you know? It and, is funny. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I... I I don't, I'm not sure who actually did a majority of that that writing for that thing, you know? I, I'm pretty sure Mikey did the vocals. <sighs> Carrie came up with the rim, but I'm sure him and Jeff kind of worked out the whole thing, guitar-wise. You know, those type of songs, for me, are kind of simple to write on drums, you know? Sure. So you guys, to go back to, so you guys are in the Bahamas, I bet that was cool. To get to go do that for the first album, um, it was it was kind of nice. I, um, I mean, if I had it all over to do, if I had it to do all over again, I, I just would have went back to Randy Burns and stayed in L.A. Okay, and and uh, just had a little bit more say in who was going to record it and 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 how it was recorded. You know, right? If if I would if I could have, but I you know you, you could back then. It was their money. It was their deal. But you know, hey, you know, Kevin Beamish, he, you know, he did what he did, and you know, it turned out to be uh, that '80s sounding metal or wannabe metal or however you want to say what you think of that record. It's like AOR stuff to me. I love it. I I, I think it's great. It's just good songs. I never. I, I know I've seen like people say that you guys were like a hair band. I, I never saw that. I never saw the whole hair band thing. I mean, I'm 48. Like I never. I when I was growing up watching MTV, I never. I never lumped you all in with fucking hair band stuff. So. Well, I, I think that's just part of the marketing, you know. When you come out with Hideaway or, or the Calling um, on the first record, sure. Um, it's you know then you got a backyard with girls and this and that. It's just kind of kind of puts you in that motley crew poison type of vibe thing you know right you know I, I personally would have rather had Rise or Fall be it but you know because that's to me that's what Leather Wolf is it's a progressive metal band absolutely know? absolutely yeah I never like I said that the first album to me is just like real it's really just clever and just really good just a great album to listen to you know it's got a lot of Melody and a lot of really cool vibe stuff going on. And then of course, Street Ready. Obviously, it's it's great. Um, but it's our first record was uh, Tropical. It was uh, you know Spider Season of the Witch. It was much more heavier. Right, right. Yeah. And then uh, then you get signed. You start thinking about you know your future and stuff. You know. And still, a lot of that stuff was uh, you know Jeff Gear Jeff Gear melody stuff. You know, which is it's it's just killer. Oh, it is. Killer progressive, progressive riffs, man. That guy is the man. 
so for for street ready where did you all record that and how did that go same place the bahamas really yeah i went back to the bahamas and recorded it and then um um island wanted uh god i forget his name who's the guy that um makes Dawkins? what's his name um, oh um <laughs> shit i can tell you Michael Wagner. Yeah, yeah. So they had him mix it. They, they were, they were, uh, they were. Uh, they just said, "Hey, you know, Kevin did a mix, and then then Randy did, uh, then Kevin Wagner did a mix, and um, and it was done." You know, they went with they went with Michael Wagner. I always liked his stuff myself. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I. Well, do you know? Do you know who Randy Burns is? Oh yeah. Uh, Peace Sells. That's that Randy Burns. That Randy Burns and and, and creator. You know, he he he. And plus, he's the sweetest guy on the planet. Plus, uh, he's super good at uh, at doing what he does. You know, I mean, uh, this time around, we had some people that were going to mix this record, and then we gave it to Randy. Uh, ran into him on the internet uh, on Facebook, and uh-huh. and we gave it to him. And then he comes back, and me and Robbie are sitting there going. You can hear everything. It's just killer, you know? So we were like, okay, you're the man, dude. He's great. I mean, he's... I I remember when they, in like 04, when they reissued Peace Cells where Mustaine had fucked with it, he ruined it. Like, it's like, dude, leave it the fuck alone. Like, I... Well, uh, it turns out... Who was the other guitar player in that, in that Chris Chris Poland. Oh. Okay, now it turned. Now, now you got you, you, Chris Poland is is he's at the top of the food chain of guitar playing. You know that guy, that guy. You know is it, is just phenomenal. And um, and Randy was like, okay, so he's a lead guitar player. Dave Mustaine is 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 you know the, the average guy or whatever. You know, Dave's really good. I mean, I remember uh, we played a party uh, in Anaheim, and um, it was Metallica. Oh, the original shit. guys, you know, right? And, and um, and and we thought Dave was good. You know, he was a good player. And he, you know, but he was just a little different. You know, relational. You know, and so so Randy does that record, and I think because he thought Chris Poland was was like at a higher level playing, I think Dave just uh, wasn't really thrilled with that, so he didn't get the the, the the next gigs. You know, right? But you know, it's. He's the one that introduced me to Chris Poland, and I was like, ah, he's another guitar player. But then I started listening to his stuff, and I'm just like, man, this guy's phenomenal. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I anything after that record, I they lost me. Like I, it's way too technical, and I just don't. You know, I don't. I was, I was, I grew up in Florida, so like, as soon as death metal came out, I kind of dropped all the thrash stuff. I've never been a big thrash metal fan. Um, I like the Teutonic stuff, like Creator and Sodom. I love that stuff, but Randy was going when he mixed this record. He goes, you know what? It's kind of nice to to mix this type of music, you know? Oh yeah, Um, because it's not it's not so thrashy, and it it was recorded well and. It's got some melody to it. So it was just, he was like, dude, this is, you did a good job, Dean. <laughs> you did a good job. Oh, like, it's incredible, right on, man. Dude. So let's talk about this album, man. So 
as far as um, for your drums, did you use like just one kit to do the whole album, or did you use different stuff, or did you tweak some stuff around? Or I used the same kit for a majority of the songs, but some of the drums were recorded like uh, like the Henchman that was recorded in like. 2006 you know the lights out that was recorded those drums were recorded in um i think 2002 oh wow you know so there was a, a couple different uh drum tones that were there but you know 90 percent of that stuff was recorded uh, in san diego at signature sound you know? okay with mustache mike awesome and, and michael michael kramer you know who's always he recorded the drum tracks for uh for the henchmen and for lights out i think he did it for thunder too i forget now were you using a, a classic kit that you recorded like in the bahamas back then or, or did you use something completely different for this record or it, it was the same set uh, i use a different set in the bahamas but this set i have now is the one i've been using since you know two, since nine, 19 I forget, 19. I, I use it. Um, I got it after recording Street Ready. It's and fucking incredible. Storage for 10 years, and then uh, you just started recording, you know? Well, it you sounds know, like amazing. Silent, it was, uh, you know, um, it's something Jeff and I did. Um, Carrie and Mike and Paul just didn't really show much interest in participating in that thing, you know? Right. I think that's why that record kind of sounded like um, the first record, a little more progressive, a little more aggro. Right. Just like this record. This record had nothing to do with Carrie except for one song and nothing to do with Mike. I think that's why it's it's uh, it's just a little bit more progressive. You know, it's a little bit more heavier. Yeah, it definitely has its own sheen to it. Um do you think as far as like for Kill the Hunted, like was it was it hard arranging the songs for it once you had everything in front of you? Like for the final no. track listing? Not really. Um, someone else put the, the, the song order in, in order, but you know, me and Rob just sat there and um and um just did the touches on the changes and some of the riffs and, and all the leads and, and then Keith uh, you know I wrote vocals for a couple songs with a little help from Robbie and um, for two songs like uh, um, Kill the Hunted and for Only the Wicked but but then Keith wrote everything else and it, I kind of like what he writes about too it's not a, he's not like a poor me guy you know sad and lonely he's more you know, let's go out and kill something, you know? Let's just go out and, you know, <laughs> take control and just do a thing, you know? And I kind of liked about that about him, you know? Cause it, because, you know, I'm not a... I'm really not a vocal songwriter. I, I tried to write words for other songs, and I just couldn't do it, you know? Right. But for some reason, it worked for Kill the Hunted and Only the Wicked. It just worked, you know? So but I think he did a much better job than I would have done on the rest of the songs, you know? Keith is such a great vocalist. Where did you find Keith from? Um, well, me and Mike had, had some some indifferences, so I started I started thinking, okay, because I got you know I'm, I'm 
I'm going to have to pay for this. I'm going to have to record it. I'm going to have to get it done, you know? Right. So I started going, well, I don't know if I want to go in that direction. Because um, Mikey wanted to make a theme album. And I just wasn't into it, you know? And he wasn't, he didn't really talk about it. He just said, this is what we're going to do. This is what I want to do, you know? And it's like, I just wanted to have something a little bit more progressive and a little bit more on the edge vocally, you know? Right. And Mike, Mike is a, he's a, he's a great singer, you know, like for blues and, and the stuff that he likes, you know? But I just wasn't feeling it so much for, for metal, you know? Oh, yeah. So um, I was uh, learning how to use Superior Drummer with Jake, and um, he knew two guys. And so I just called up Keith. The next day he came over and sang Kill the Hunted, and me and Rob just go, he's killer. My wife just said, he's the man. You know, She just goes, he can sing. He, he, he is the guy, you know? And, and plus, he's a nice guy. He doesn't have an ego. He's, he's just easy to work with, man. So I just thought, okay, we'll just do it this way. That's awesome. And then as far as um, the other guys, where did you find them from? Like Wayne or, or um, Bryce? or? Well, Wayne only participated on two parts of this record. Um, he was busy, too. It, it was more... Uh, it was more about touring because we were we were we were um, we were going to go play and, and Mike wasn't going to be part of it and um, so uh, and Jeff and Kerry were gone and so I was like well we need if we're going to do the lovable stuff we need someone that can play keys someone that can sing backups and someone that can play guitar absolutely and um, he was friends with Barry so he gave me his number Barry Sparks the bass player yeah and, and then I called him and he came over and you know. He, he was a perfect little fit for the deal, you know, so we could still do the triples and we could still do all that little added extra stuff live, you know, so we could reproduce some of the studio performances. Because there's a lot of guitar stuff going on at level stuff, and it's really hard to replace just with two guys, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, Keith's vocal range, I really like it. I, 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 I think it's, it's, it's a fresh... Uh, it's different, but it's I. I would love to hear him sing the classic stuff. I think it would be really cool. Yeah, he does really good. Uh, you know, we played a couple shows. He sang Spider. He sang The Calling. He awesome. Sang, you know, Behind the Gun. He sang some songs that uh, are a little little trickier to sing. You know, we were tuned down with Mikey Half Step, and with him, he can, we can play stuff and. In its original key, of e, you know, it's amazing. You know, we can do stuff normal, you know. Yep. And he's just he's just got a little more growl than, than Mike does. And it's just it's not that he's. I mean, it's all it's all speculation, dude. The song's a song, you know. Sure. And it's you know the, the classic version of Thunder is is a classic version, you know. Our version is just a different version of it, you know, with just some different leads and just a different vibe of how we play together, you know. Sure. As far as you guys, are y'all going to try to get out? Uh, I know you've got the show coming up. We'll talk about it in a second at the Whiskey. But are y'all wanting to do some stuff maybe in Europe, play some festival stuff next year or anything like that? Or? Yeah, we were supposed to go last year, but I broke my wrist. And so I've been, I was out for like nine months. And so so right now we got a booking agent and we're just getting the ball rolling and playing more shows. Fucking awesome. And playing the Whiskey, that's going to be fun. I haven't played there since the 80s. I don't even know if I... I don't even remember if I even played there. I know I played the Troubadour and 
Kazaris and the Roxy. I think we played the whiskey once. I think it was with Warren, too. Nice. Yeah, it's cool, man. I mean, I, I wish it was closer. I live all the way in Florida. I'd love to see you guys. It'd be awesome. In fact, I was going to tell you this. I think you'll probably get a kick out of this. The last time I saw Leatherwolf was at Prague Power. In Atlanta, yeah. That was uh, that was me and Jeff and Wade. Yep. And Pat and, and this other guitar player. Yeah, so we, had, we went out with two guys, you know? That was the last time I saw you play. Yeah, that was a while ago. Yeah. I think we did okay. Yeah, it was cool, man. I mean, I... Look, it, it, it's always, I try to always support, you know, the bands that I like, and it was exciting to, I mean, I literally went to that damn thing to see you guys, so, I don't even remember who else was there that year, I have no idea, but I, that's what I went, I came up from Florida, um, so, yeah, it was cool, I mean, just to get to see, you know, anything Leather Wolf, you know. Yeah, yeah there's, a, there's a few people flying in to see us play, which is, I really respect, because, uh, you know, people still like the music, you know, and we're so we're still representing and doing okay, at least musically, you know. Absolutely. I, like I said, I wish I could. It's me getting off work and it's next to impossible for what I do, so it sucks. I'm kind of trapped here. Uh, well, hopefully it will be in your town sooner than later, you know. Yeah, there's some there's some actually pretty cool places around here. I, I live like an hour and about an hour and 50 minutes from New Orleans and then of course Pensacola. There's a lot of cool stuff that people come through sometimes it's cool it's beautiful here i think i mean i grew up in the miami boca raton area when i was a kid but i live on this side now it's just a lot cheaper to live on this side of florida so um and work brought me here so you know um what do you do i'm a repo man oh you repo yep i've been doing it since well i had quit and then after COVID, I started doing it again just because there was a big demand for it, and it's really good money, quick money. So I probably shouldn't be doing it my age. It's quite dangerous, but that's that's what I yeah, do. Exactly. Yeah, but um, so as far as um, was it hard to pick singles for Kill the Hunted? Well, it, it, it was more off of our friends that are working record labels everyone seemed to think uh kill the hunted sounded like old school commercial level you know so so that's why we did it you know gotcha and plus i i was kind of wanting to do something that i wrote <laughs> even though um it's not it's not like my favorite song on the record right but it's a it's a simple little it's a simple little thing uh i kind of stole it from judas the stealer idea okay <laughs> yeah yeah it was a pretty simple in my head how I wanted it to go, you know. Yeah. Parts. Absolutely. And you know, I've always, I've always, uh, I've always liked guitar playing more than vocals. Not that it's good or bad. I just so I, I always like to emphasize the guitar stuff, you know. Absolutely. And Jeff was Jeff was really good at that stuff, uh, coming up with the parts, you know. And so when we, we when we started doing this, I was. Uh, it turns out I like all that stuff too, you know. Three triple harmonies, you know, duels, you know. You know, so it was interesting sitting with Robbie in my garage and um, just coming up with the parts and piecing them together and right. um, just doing it. You know, it was just it was interesting because it's the first time I I got to get into that that world of guitars and, and just and start thinking about it. You know, because I never did before. Because usually Carrie, Jeff, and Mike were always working together, and, and 
and Jeff just would come up with some really, really cool ideas. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, what are some of your favorite tracks on the album uh, that you like to talk about? I like uh, I like Nobody. I like Kill the Hunted. I like The Henchman. I like uh, Hit the Dirt. I like uh, Madhouse. I like Enslaved too. You know, I like that ending. It's got some feeling to it. You know. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, Barry came up with that end part. That, that end part. Really. Yeah, he, he, you know, I would send it to Barry, and then he goes, I got, I got another part uh, for the ending. And so he did that little bass riff, and uh, we were thinking, well, that could be a whole song by itself. You know, so we dicked around with put vocals at the end, and then at the end of the day, we just said, let's just make it a lead, you know? Just make it something, something a little different, you know? So that's how that thing got its ending, you know? It's incredible. Um, so for, as far as a live set, are, are you going to be playing some classic stuff? Are you going to stick in kind of sticking to the new record no we'll play uh we'll play like street ready thunder the calling we'll play like spirits in the wind we'll play nice. uh, thunder gypsies um play like alone in the night too we'll play uh riser ball awesome behind the gun Sounds like a great set list. People yeah. are gonna be in for a surprise. It's awesome. Yeah, it's it's still at this phase of of time. It's still the old stuff seems to still be you know relevant. You know. Oh, it's yeah. It's I mean, like I said. I mean, when you think about it, dude, there's just so many. There's so many good songs. There's just so many of them, man. I mean, if you all played Street Ready all the way through, I'd shit. I mean, that's. That record is so nostalgic for me. I remember getting it, and uh, it was great. And I remember I was the type of music buyer growing up. Like, I saw the the Hideaway video on yeah. Headbangers Ball, and then I went and bought it Sunday. I would skip out of my friends. We, he, my buddy and I, when we were growing up, we would we skipped church. We we're supposed to be in church, and we went to the mall and bought bought music. So, yeah. You know, but I remember, like, you know, it's this is great. And then, of course, I went back and got um, the self-titled, and you know, it is great. But for the new record, um, this artwork's killer. Talk about that a little bit. It's I fucking love the new the new album artwork. It's incredible for Kill the Hunted. Well, that's Mark Sasso. You know, he does all the deal stuff. He's and plus he's a New Yorker, and he's like the sweetest guy on the planet. And um, he just did some drawings, and um, we just picked it, and it just turned out. It just turned out killer, you know. It was, you know. But this is the this is the first time that I got to just say what I like, you know. I didn't have to deal with other people, you know. Right. No drama. And, uh, well, it's not so much that everyone's got an opinion, you know. And um, I just wanted to be. I wanted to be in a heavy metal band with more of a metal vibe to it, art wise, you know. And, and Mark is the man for that stuff. Absolutely, yeah, he did a great job. It's it's really really cool. Um, yeah. And then mixing and mastering did that take a long time? 
for for it for the for the uh, for kill the hunted. No, um, Tom Baker mastered it. And he's like super famous, and he's really really good. Absolutely. And, uh, and Barry just spent some time. Um, I mean, um, Randy Burns just spent time on on polishing it up, getting it dialed, which I think made it sound way better. You know. You know his just just his whole flavor of how he mixes is uh, it's pretty phenomenal. You know that that he's like one of the best mixers I've been around. You know. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's phenomenal. And this vinyl you've got coming out is beautiful too. The orange one. Yeah, isn't it? It really is, man. It's really really cool. <laughs> Well, that's Chris Leibenboot. He set it up, um, and he's the one that um, did that. And, you know, if we sell enough, we're going to do another pressing with a um, just a different color album. You know? Oh yeah, absolutely. It's so crazy vinyl being back, man. It's expensive too. You can you can get into some money buying new vinyl nowadays. <laughs> yeah, it's not what it used to be, dude. You know, it's it's more expensive to get them made. Absolutely, absolutely, but it's cool though. It's cool that you guys have it. I think it's beautiful. It's awesome. Um, it's very, very, very cool. Um, but yeah, I don't. I, I think the record is. Uh, I think it's phenomenal, man. It's really one of my favorite things that's come out this year. Um, it's it's uh, it's everything I would expect. I don't like. I said I don't really know what you know. People that grew up with the band are expecting, but I, I I love it, man. For what that's worth, I think it's great, and it's it's got a breath of fresh air to it. I love I love uh, I love it. Yeah, I just um, I'm more of a heavy progressive metal guy, you know. I'm more you know let's go to go to the edge, you know, and uh, you know with the island stuff. I think we were just a little bit more. Um, Um, I don't know what the word is. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. It just wasn't so punch in the face, you know, the sound, you know? Yeah, it was the island stuff for me. It was, I don't know, it's kind of like, uh, I, I know I, I, I said earlier AOR, but I mean, that's what it kind of sounds like to me. It's just really, really good songwriting. and But it's, I know what you're talking about. It definitely doesn't have that umph, but it, but it also is, it's, I don't know. Like the new record's different, but I I like all of it. I don't know. I think it's cool. It just kind of gives you different places in time. But I guess for you as an artist, if you're wishing something was a certain way, I could see where it would be kind of like probably very gratifying to put the new album out and get more of a vibe that you wanted. Well, that's the thing about recording is you don't know till the end how it's going to sound. You know, you, you you know. I mean, the Stu Ready songs are killer. They're all killer songs. You know. It was a, you know, it was a Jeff Jeff Gare thing, you know. Yeah. And um, it just would have been nice to have a little more edge, some bottom end to it, you know, have a little more punch to it, you know. Oh yeah, absolutely. It doesn't change the fact that it is killer, you know. Oh yeah, I mean it's. You know, and with this singer, we can go, we can play all that stuff, you know. We can play Black Knight. We can play, you know, we can play all that stuff, you know, in key, you know, and he can hit the notes. So cool. Yeah, because I redid a bunch of other songs. Like I did uh, Black Knight. I did uh, Tools of Discipline. Really? I did, uh, I did 
Gypsies. I did Spirits in the Wind. Oh, cool. I did The Calling. I did Spider. I recorded all these uh, older songs, you know, with this lineup. Just in case, you know, I wanted to release them or just, just so I have them because, you know, I just wanted to see how it would sound, you know? I think that's awesome. Yeah, Thunder came out pretty good because it's, it's really, it's, it's really hard to top a classic, you know? It's oh, hard, yeah. It's hard to beat it up, you know? But it's just, a. Uh, it, 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 my goal was never to, to do something better. It was just to, just do it how I heard it, you know? Sure. That's, that's it. Right. <laughs> that's cool, though. I mean, I, I'd be excited maybe in the future. Are you hoping in the future maybe do, do a couple more like you did Thunder? Well, we got like eight or nine of them already, and we're, we're, we're debating on releasing them, you know? Awesome. I'm all about it, man. I think it's cool as shit. I love what y'all are doing. <laughs> yeah, you know, Barry, when you get someone at that level of playing and he can play... Like Yngwie on bass, you know. Right. <laughs> it just it, it, it changes the vibe of the song, like like Spirits in the Wind, you know, where you can go and you can the bass can follow the guitars, you know, tightly. It just it, it just changes the vibe of the part, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. Barry, Barry is he's a phenomenal bass player, you know. He's like he's definitely one of the best musicians I've ever played with, you know. It's incredible. Now, as far as, like, fast forward, you guys, would you want to do actual tours, or would you rather do festival stuff at this point with Leatherwolf? Well, we, we, we'll do tours as long as uh, it works out financially, you know? Sure. Everything is just so expensive these days. I mean, we'd all wanna, we all want to... I mean, that's what it is. You write a record, you go play. Right. You write a record, you go play. Uh, right. never was that lucky to get on a, on a tour, you know, with some legitimate band and just go really play. Cause you, you also get better as a musician playing, you know, four or five nights a week in front of people. Sure. You just get better. You know, we never, we got some one-off shows in our, in our career, but it, we never really got lucky enough to get a legitimate booking agent that could get us, you know, you know, open up for Queen's Rye for two months or playing with Judas or playing with Iron Maiden or playing, you know, playing with, you know, three legitimate bands that can, you know, sell 5,000 seats, you know? Of course. When you guys were coming up, what were some of the other bands that were around you guys that were supportive of what you all were doing early on with Leatherwolf? Or was there any? <laughs> well, there was Slayer, there was Metallica, there was Armored Saint. I love Armin Sarah. Hurricane. Hurricane's a great band. <laughs> you know, and uh, Malice. Oh, yeah, I remember them. Plops of Jetsum, you know, freaking. There was, there was a bunch of bands. It's. What was it like? Like, do you remember, just to ask you this, I'm sorry, I appreciate you taking the time to do this. I can't thank you enough again. I'm such a huge fan, but. What do you remember the island thing? Like, how did that happen? As far as island signing you guys back then? Um, we just played Kazaris, and at the end of the show, we had a record deal. Wow! Just like that, so you get off stage. <laughs> Plus, you know, uh, we got a we got a star on on the, on the side of the building right below Van Halen. We're like, that's just cool, man. That is very fucking you know? cool. I didn't know that. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, 
particular time in our history, we Leatherwolf was good. We we were legitimately good. Everyone was good at playing. You know? Right. I mean, we put the time in, dude. We we played practice four nights a week for years. Just practice, practice, practice. So we got we got pretty good at, at our trade. You know. Oh yeah. Like I said, I I remember. Not never understanding why, because Street Ready is such a great album. Why it wasn't? It it didn't. It never felt to me as a fan like the record label pushed it or did anything with it. It's just a, It's it's just how it works, you know. If something catches on, you know, because like we would play with Warren, we play with Poison, we would play with these other bands, and, and somehow they caught on, you know. Right. And they so they get to play the shows and build their build their following, you know. It just never it never panned out for us. You know, it's just—that's just how it was. It's—I mean, I like I said, I—I I can't tell you enough how much that record meant to me growing up, and just everything about it. And then to have you still doing stuff now, um, I think this this new album, Kill Down It, is great. It's it's absolutely it's five stars. It's wonderful. Um, and and I love that for you musically. You meant maybe it's more. More of a good, you know, vibe for you as a musician too. Well, to me, it's a it's a heavy metal record, and um, you know, you know, after after um, World of Silent, Jeff and I were just going, you know, this sounds like heavy metal. It's you know, we we always wanted to be heavy metal, just something more 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 in the metal world. It, 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 it's funny because I mean the way Jeff writes is like more classical it's not so heavy metal but it's got just a, a rawness to it that just fits it in that family but I mean just those riffs that he comes up with are just so gnarly man I don't know anybody that writes like that you know right and that can do it just off the cuff you know and just you know he's just at a whole different level of songwriting in my book you know right yeah that's incredible stuff um Dean, I can't thank you enough for taking the time to do this today. Um, if you guys are in California listening to this, go check out their Planet the Whiskey, and it's on August twenty third. And uh, yeah, it's a Wednesday night. Little, it's a, little, just a little one off show, you know. It's awesome. Um, yeah. Is it hard for you to pick a set list? Um, we're just gonna see what's what we play together. Well, you know, we're gonna play some old stuff and play some new stuff and just see what we can pull off. You know. I mean, it's like I said. I wish I wish I was closer. I would love to see it. It's so cool. Um, well, we got a booking agents that's you know taking care of the United States and, and parts of Europe. So I'm, I'm sure we're gonna be out there sooner than later. It's incredible, Dean. Um, like I said, I, I can't thank you enough for taking the time to do this today. Um, such a huge my pleasure man my pleasure huge fan of the band Um, kids pick up Kill the Hunted if you're out in the California area go see them August 23rd I'm happy as hell to promote this for you I think this record's incredible well thank you very much sir and you know something I sort of enjoyed it phantasm